on in, sit back and relax. You're listening to episode 137 of the Wealth Tech Today podcast. I'm your host, Craig Iskowitz, founder of Ezra Group Consulting. And this podcast features interviews, news, and analysis on the trends and best practices all around wealth management technology. Our theme for this month is startups. We went through the Keats's Advisor Tech Map and selected a few category newcomers that we thought would be most interesting to speak to. Today's guest is Kevin Lozier, co-founder of Plan. At the last T3 conference, way back in 2019, Kevin and I met, just happened to sit next to each other, had a panel discussion, uh, great to meet him. And since then, um, we've talked a lot, kept up to date on what he's doing. Kevin was even a guest on the podcast uh, back in episode 96 in April of last year. And it seemed like it's been a year, so it's a good time to have him back and hear what he's been up to and the great new stuff that Holista Plan has come out with since then. In this episode, we learned that Holista Plan is up to 3,000 clients, including RIAs, broker dealers, and insurance companies. They've built out more educational content to help advisors understand their report output. And the software also has developed a number of optimizers, including one for RIA conversions, uh, Roth RIA conversions, as well as charitable giving to identify a range of recommended values for advisors to review. All right, now let's get this episode started. A couple quick housekeeping notes before we continue. Please subscribe to the show wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss an episode. Make sure to check out our sponsor, the Invest in Others Charitable Foundation at investinothers.org. All right, let's kick this episode off. I'd like to introduce our guest for this episode. It is Kevin Lozier, co-founder and president of Holistoplan. Hey, Kevin, welcome to the program, man. Thank you, Craig. Appreciate it. Nice to have, see you again. Let's see you again. It's been a while. You were on uh, the podcast last year. I was right about this time. It was springtime of, uh, of 2021. So happy to be back. Thank you very much for the invite to come back and talk a little bit more about what we've been doing. Yeah, we're interested because we I follow you guys closely as we do with, with a lot of uh, wealth tech firms. So we're always, always interested to see what you guys are doing. And this month is our month to talk about startups. So we're really excited to talk to you guys. Well, you're, you're technically still a startup. You're not, you're not there yet, right? But so we, we'll, we'll love to hear what you're doing and what's going on. So, but for people who aren't familiar, uh, of course, we are very familiar with you. Can you give us a 30-second elevator pitch for Holistoplan? Sure. We're tax planning software for advisors uh, created in 2019. Uh, we allow advisors to do tax planning uh, far more efficiently scale it across their entire organization. Uh, it, it starts with uploading a client's tax return. We're, we're removing a whole bunch of the, the data entry that was previously required for, from doing tax planning. You upload a client's tax return and we produce analytics and a nice clean client deliverable with uh, the advisor's logo and disclaimer on it so that, that they can provide a report and, and client deliverable to their clients. So how'd you come up with this idea? What, you know, were you, was it, you know, scratching your own itch from your firm or did someone say, Hey, it would be, it would be really great if you had this, you know, what was the impetus for this product? It was scratching my own itch, uh, my co-founder and partner, Roger Pines itch and a lot of our peers uh, as well. So, uh, Roger and I are both advisors by background. I spent more than a decade as an advisor. I actually still am an advisor. I have a handful of clients that I still serve in my own uh, sm very small solo RIA. So it started as, as something 
we identified as a need in our respective firms, Rogers and mine. Uh, and we knew our peers in the industry uh, were doing tax planning, but it wasn't a scalable deliverable for clients. And in my personal case, I, my firm, we, we had several hundred clients. We weren't able to reach all of our clients. And I was using a combination of Excel spreadsheets and Word templates and then an email out to the client. So it was something that we identified, again, at, at, that's, that's how it started at, as the need in the industry. And then as we grew, we just all of a sudden, as we brought in advisors using the software, we crowdsourced a lot of the great ideas that we ended up implementing and coding into the software. That's a great story. I love those kind of, hey, we had this great idea. We need to do it for ourselves. And it just sort of expanded into something, right? It's, it's very hard to do that because advisors don't really make good business owners. So great that you guys got over that hump and figured out how to build a successful business, software business. Yeah, that, that was definitely part of the learning curve for us, though, for sure. Going, moving from out of running an advisory practice to a SaaS company uh, was, was definitely that's it's been fun uh, and a great learning experience. And it's been a great ride thus far. And it's we, we think it's going to be great going forward, too. I think so, from what I know about you guys. So let's let's share with people who are listening about let's talk about use cases. Why? What kind of firms use plan and why do they use it? Yeah, so we've now have over well over three thousand firms of all sizes, and our, you know whether it's RIAs, broker dealers, uh, insurance focused firms, uh, all kinds of firms using the software. So it, I'll break it down into into three different types that that are leveraging it the best. Um, one are large firms, enterprises, or you know, soon to be very large enterprises, uh, they're using it to provide tax planning consistently across their entire organization. Back to my earlier point about even within my relatively small several hundred client RIA that I was helping run uh, last decade, uh, we couldn't even touch all our clients. So imagine firms that have tens of thousands of clients and hundreds, if not thousands of advisors serving them. Uh, to, to date, a lot of times those, those enterprises are not providing a consistent deliverable across every single one of those hundreds or thousands of advisors. Uh, when it comes to tax planning, they certainly weren't in, in most cases. So Holista Plan offers them an opportunity to scale tax plan to deliver that service across all of their advisors uh, in, in a very fast, efficient way, and again, consistent way. So every one of their clients now are getting the same type of deliverable with the same formatting, uh, the same types of opportunities being identified and the analytics being provided, all with a, a few clicks of, of, of a button. So that, that's how large firms are leveraging it the most. And then the, the, the smaller mid-sized firms, I kind of break those down into two categories. One is uh, firms that, and, and this even goes down to solo advisors, right? Uh, so firms that have been doing tax planning in the past, like I was, uh, and like Roger's firm was, and many of our peers were, but doing it manually with Excel spreadsheets and Word document templates and emails, and having to read through a 1040 tax return document themselves uh, and try to find opportunities themselves by reading through the document. That takes education and that takes a lot of time. We streamline that. We're, we're doing that work 
for the software is doing that work for the advisors. So if you're an advisor that's, that is doing tax planning today, this makes it so much more scalable and efficient for you. Then where, our, where we're seeing a lot of our growth now uh, as we add advisory firms is the advisory firms that weren't doing tax planning at all. Uh, because they they knew it wasn't scalable without software. They didn't maybe have the, the time and energy to go through the, the educational requirements to understand how to read through a 1040 or do forward-looking projections uh, and, and do that level of tax planning. Uh, Holistic Plan gives them an off-the-shelf opportunity to start implementing that for their clients and start providing that service for their clients. And uh, there, there's enough it's new enough that it is still very much a differentiator for advisors um, as investment portfolios um, and, and managing those become more scalable with software uh, and advisors looking for opportunities not to talk about the markets all the time. Uh, tax planning is that probably the second thing on the list of clients uh, uh, wanting to learn, wanting, wanting to know if they're in, a, in doing everything they need to do from a tax standpoint. Next to investments, that's number two in most cases. This gives those advisors that, that haven't been able to answer that question for their clients or basically said, uh, you want to talk to your CPA or tax preparer about that. I don't touch taxes. It gives them the opportunity to do tax planning for those clients and set themselves apart from the advisor down the street. Let's roll back to enterprise. So what is it about the way they're doing it now that's inconsistent? So can't they just build a process that says, do that, do things this way? So what is it about Holista Plan that is enabling the enterprise firm to, to really deliver consistently? And, and what other types of enterprise features are you offering them that give them the ability to look across many advisors across branches or how, how the, the tax recommendations are coming out of the software. Yeah. So they can certainly try to train their hundreds of advisors to try to do it. What we have seen is that most enterprises are, they're not, they're just now starting to get focused on, on providing a very consistent deliverable across their entire organization. A lot of these enterprises grew through acquisitions, right? Buying, solo organizations, enterprise organizations across the country and uh, allowing or, or suggesting that those advisors can continue to, to do things the way they've done it before. And a lot of advisors to my earlier point were not doing tax planning. Uh, so they've got pockets of advisors that are doing really good tax planning, a whole bunch of advisors that aren't doing tax planning all under one brand though. So uh, Holista Plan allows them the opportunity to Again, partly because of our, our technology that allows you to just simply upload the prior year's tax return and get a client deliverable. There's, there's no data entry. There's no analytics being done by the advisor. You don't even have, so you don't have to spend tons of time training the advisor on how to read through a 1040 tax return. The software is doing that for them. Uh, so it's far easier to, to leverage technology that already exists like ours and, and use that, leverage that technology to actually train the advisors and their support team who maybe have never done tax planning before, use Holista Plan to train them on the types of opportunities you can identify from reviewing someone's tax return. So is there a training module? How does it train? How does Holista Plan train people? 
it, so we do have uh, videos and and tutorial tutorials that folks can use uh, that are subscribed to Holistic Plan to to walk them through how to use the software. It's a, it's a great question. It's actually one of the things we're focused on in 2022 and beyond. That's one of two things that that we're working hard on for, for the future. One of those is kind of the education and training piece. Some of the feedback we've heard from our subscribers and prospects is that the software is great the software is incredibly intuitive again because because you're starting with that pdf document you don't have to figure out where to type a whole bunch of data into the system to use it so people are up and running in the software in five ten minutes it's 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 really easy to, to use and, and and get going on it um, but we have been hearing that soft software is really intuitive but i don't know exactly what these numbers are telling me I don't know how to relay this very clean report that summarizes a tax return, a 50 page tax return into two pages. Uh, it's, it's a great deliverable, but I don't know exactly how to explain it to my client. <laughs> so, so we're, uh, and, and we didn't focus on that in the first year or two because Roger and I and, and the team we were building came from that advisory background where we knew how to explain that report. So it's only now that we're recognizing as we grow and, and scale Holista Plan that advisors need a little bit more handholding on how to take those deliverables that we're producing and turn them into a conversation with clients. That's an excellent point, because just like you mentioned, some advisors are good at tax planning and some aren't. Some advisors are good at communicating with clients and some aren't, right? Right, right. So, so that's uh, actually the, the second thing that we're focused on. I mentioned one is the education piece. The second piece is deliverables. So expanding uh, both uh, within the tax planning world, uh, but also considering outside the tax planning world, mm -hmm. creating more deliverables that make that advisor's job easier to, to communicate to the client and, and, and provide that, um, that again, that, that nice summary, uh, telling the client what they need to know and what they want to know without having to go through tons of documents to do so. Yeah, because advisors are busy. They don't have time. So the, the, the more you can summarize it and give them, here's, the, here's what you need to say, here's the outcome. It just walks them through it. And again, it improves consistency because now everyone's got the same message and makes it easier to deliver that advice. That's right. Yeah, and, and the more consistent we can make across the entire industry, the, the, the more we turn, turn this into, uh, you know, uh, if, well, I guess there's a debate about whether it's a profession. Some people feel like we're not quite there yet as a profession. Mm -hmm. um, others feel like we are there, but I think part of what turns it into a profession is the cons more consistency about how everything is delivered to the end consumer. Mm -hmm. uh, I'd like to take a break from this episode to talk about our sponsor, the Invest in Others Foundation. The Invest in Others Foundation is running the Invest in Others Awards, which is a program that recognizes the charitable work of financial advisors in communities across the country and around the world. Awards are presented at their signature event, the annual Invest in Others Awards Gala. Over 600 advisors 
and financial services executives attend this premier event to celebrate those individuals that actively give back to their communities. I've gone to, I think the last three award galas, they had to cancel it for COVID and then they canceled it again last year, uh, 2021. Uh, it was normally in September, October timeframe, but hopefully they'll have it again this year. So there are five categories of awards that recognize, uh, recognize the distinct ways that advisors have made a difference through their work with a nonprofit. So the nominations deadline is April 1st. That's less than a month. Just go to investinothers.org and you can click on the nominate, uh, click here to nominate link and nominate an advisor. Um, if they win in one of the five categories, which are Catalyst Award, Community Service Award, Volunteer of the Year Award, Lifetime Achievement Award, and Emerging Impact Award. They can win, let's say, finalists in all categories, receive $25,000 for their charity. The winners in the Catalyst Community Service, Next Gen and Volunteer of the Year categories receive $50,000. The advisor who receives the Lifetime Achievement Award receives $75,000. That's a lot of money for a charity, can really help. I've uh, been lucky enough to be on the, the nominated committee, the, no, the awards committee, the judging committee, for a bunch of these different awards. It's really hard. These advisors do some great work, both local communities in the US, in South America, in Central America, in Africa, in Asia, across the world, uh, and right here at home. All kinds of great uh, stories, great charities that help people of all uh, ages, shapes, and sizes. You should uh, uh, nominate someone and also donate. Your company will probably match your donation, which provides twice the benefit please go to investinothers.org. Thanks. So you're talking about the, the difference between how an enterprise, like a broker dealer, would implement and run a list of plan versus an RIA, even if it's a large RIA, how would that differ? How would it, so how would it differ between a broker dealer and an RIA or how does it differ between large firms, small firms? Uh, large firms versus small firms. Yeah. Okay. So, so large firms are going to have the capability again because they're large. They've got hundreds of advisors, and they're concerned potentially. At least their compliance teams are, and their legal teams are, uh, of how advice is being delivered to the end client. Uh, Holista Plan gives those enterprises the opportunity to to be able to see everything that's being uploaded to Holista Plan from a tax return standpoint, be able to see all of the, report, the reports at the advisor level, at the office level, at the regional level, be able to do reporting on, on who's using the software well, who's not using the software very much. So if, if they're focused on, again, trying to deliver that consistent brand uh, tax planning across their entire organization, uh, they can use the holistic plan internal reporting to see, hey, our offices in Arizona and California and New York aren't using this very much. We need to train, we need to get them using the software. But, and it looks like our team in Philadelphia or uh, DC is doing a great job of doing it. Let's get them to train the others. So it, it, basically they can use, again, using software to provide that consistent um, delivery but also identify the folks that maybe aren't doing it up to what they want from a branding perspective. 
And it's not that much to do with the software. You're really just uploading the PDF, right? Of the tax returns and the software is kind of running it. Are there switches and dials and knobs that you can turn virtual to change the way the software analyzes the tax returns? There isn't. So we're doing all the analysis. So yes, um, there, there are ways you can customize the report. Uh, so the, so once you've uploaded that return and you get that, that client deliverable, that, that tax summary report, um, you're able to customize that by, by clicking a few buttons and, you know, changing some dials like you suggested. Uh, but yet to that point, there is very, very little work that the advisor is needing to do. Um, if for the advisors and for the firms that want to dig deeper and start taking that next step in tax planning, which is, uh, okay, I've looked back at last year and identified some planning opportunities, but now I want to potentially quantify those opportunities or do some, some scenario planning and run three different options for, for a client. Uh, we make that a lot easier too, uh, because we've, again, we've pulled in all that data from the prior year tax return. That's your starting point as an advisor still haven't entered any data, right? And now all I need to do is copy that data over to, to another column with a couple clicks of the button. And now I've got, now I can play around with those numbers to do 2022 tax planning and 2023 tax planning. Maybe it's a multi-year strategy that I'm looking at. Uh, so, so to the tax report deliverable, very little work the advisor is doing. Some setup work, five minutes, 10 minutes, that's it. If you're doing some forward-looking projections, that's where the, the advisor is starting to do a little work as far as understanding what numbers are gonna change, our filing status is going to change for the next couple of years, what's changing in the client's life that I need to change the numbers for so that I can create a accurate tax liability for the scenario that I'm building for 2022 or beyond. The advisor can put in information such as the, the client is planning to get married next year or the client's planning to have a child next year or maybe they, they, they know their, how many children they want to have. They want to have one this year and one two years from now. You can put that into the system? You can, yes. So pretty much anything that, that any life changes that are happening for, for the clients, maybe they're retiring, right? So maybe they're turning 65. Uh, so you got to change, they get an extra deduction. Um, maybe they're starting a business, maybe they're selling a business. So all those things would be different outcomes than the prior year, right? If I'm selling a business in 2022, that's going to make my 2022 tax year far different than my 2021 tax year. Uh, the advisor can go in and make those assumptions, uh, again, by just changing the number that's already there that we've already brought in from the prior year tax return. So it gives them the format uh, that they need to go ahead and just make those changes, making it far faster and easier than using Excel or one of the other, some of the other tax planning softwares that, that have been kind of legacy software that some advisors have been using. Makes it far easier to do, but yes, um, you, you can change pretty much whatever you want that we're pulling in from the tax return uh, for those forward-looking years and do some really robust planning, tax planning for, for the advisor or for the client. That is fantastic. All right, so let's move on from use cases and talk about um, some other best practices. Now, what are some of the other things? So one thing we were talking about was you know, obviously each client most likely has a CPA who does their taxes. So your software is not giving advice on the taxes. How do you avoid any kind of conflict there? Yeah, that was one of the 
big questions we got frequently uh, in the beginning, and, and we still get our, our sales team still gets the question of, um, you know, is is this tax advice or or is this uh, how is this not stepping on the toes of my client's tax preparer? So I, I could from personal experience and seeing lots of advisory firms use it, it's it's actually you can leverage holistic plan to build the relationship with that center of influence that the, the CPAs in your community, uh, because it's not stepping on the toes of the CPA if done the right way. Tax preparers traditionally they're they're so swamped, they're so busy, and their business model is geared almost entirely around at least most of them almost entirely around tax preparation, looking backwards and identify and, and basically making sure they do the tax return correctly so that they don't get the their their client in trouble with the IRS, right? And and trying to see okay what did we do last year and are there any things that that would reduce taxes potentially for that year. Most tax preparers and CPAs are not looking forward. They're, they're, because again, they're not typically getting paid for that either. And their business model isn't created in a way to do that. Some charge hourly, but then the client's paying separately for that to, to look forward. So that's where I've always believed, even back before Holista Plan, that's where the advisor steps in. The, the advisor can look forward. The advisor also knows what the plans are, what the goals are for the client, more so than the CPAs, again, because they don't typically have that type of relationship with the CPA. It's more about tax preparation for last year. But their advisor relationship is more about how do we plan for the future? So the advisor can step in at that point and say, hey, I reviewed the tax return from last year. Uh, but this, these are the things that, that, because I know you're retiring in two years or three years, or because I know you're going to sell your business in two years, or because I know that you want to do more charitable giving this year, that, again, that the CPA probably does not know yet, because again, you don't have that type of relationship with them. Um, th that's where the advisor can say, okay, I know these plans. Let's model what that looks like. And then, and then let's, if, if you've got a good relationship with the CPA, let's show this to your CPA or tax preparer and get them in the boat with us. And that's, instead of stepping on the toes, what we have found and what I found in my own practice is the CPAs love that. They're basically, you're doing the, the forward-looking projections for them. They're not spending the time to do that. Um, and But they get to buy in on the strategy and provide their feedback on, on that strategy as well, whether it's a Roth conversion, which honestly, that's a Roth conversion. You're choosing to pay taxes today to try to save taxes in the future, right? Um, naturally, the CPAs are, are geared towards not wanting to choose to pay taxes in, in mm. a given year for future benefit, right? But you can have that conversation with them, show them the benefits of it, and uh, now from a client perspective as well, now they feel like they've got a team. They've got a finance team of an advisor, financial advisor, a CPA that are working together to make sure they're optimized. So is there, does the software give these different options? Roth conversion, you know, as if you want to do this or not, is that built into the software or is that something they have to do outside? So it's, it's built in the software. So, the, so the, the software first is going to identify that as a potential opportunity, right? In the tax report, in that minute or so that it takes you to upload the tax return and get that client deliverable, the client deliverable is going to say, hey, you should consider a Roth conversion or you should cons consider uh, 
front-loading charitable giving, uh, all kinds of different observations that the software is identifying. And then the advisor, the next step for the advisor is saying, great, a Roth conversion looks like it might make sense, but how much of a Roth conversion should I do? And historically, what I would need to do is in Excel, basically a whole bunch of trial and error and hopefully not trigger something, some bad outcome from a tax standpoint by doing too much of a Roth conversion, I would spend a bunch of time in Excel trying to figure out what the optimal amount would be. That's built into the software now too, where you can click a button and you're going to get a, a, a tax range calc screen that basically shows all the tax torpedoes that could arise should you do a Roth conversion amount. And it's going to highlight for you uh, one or several optimal Roth conversions uh, dollar amounts based on the client's scenario and what the advisor uh, knows about the, the client's tax situation. So there, there's, we're basically guiding the advisor through that entire process and identifying at least one potential Roth conversion number that the advisor can then use and then see what the tax liability is. They can run a couple different scenarios off of that number and then have the conversation with the client on what the client feels most comfortable doing from a tax perspective. That's cool. I, I can see that that would be really helpful. The, so how does it work with the charitable giving? Do, do you say, well, here's a range that we think you should give, or is it, we'll put in this number or over a certain number of years? How does it, how does it do that in uh, the, those analytics? Yeah, in, in a similar way. So again, it's going to first, the, the tax report's going to identify Hey, clients in a tax bracket where they could consider doing charitable giving, or we've, we've identified that they are doing some charitable giving, right? But there's a more tax efficient way to potentially do it. Uh, so we identify that in, in the analytics and the tax report. And then the advisor takes that information and says, okay, well, what happens if we do do three years of charitable giving all in this year? And this is, this is where it takes some the advisor needs to know the client. In the, in the client's plan. Uh, so they might know, for example, that the advisors or the, the client's going to retire in two years. And so they're in peak earnings for two more years, right? So now you, that's where you might want to create a donor advised fund and front load your charitable giving for the next 10 years, do it all in, in the next year or two while you're still working uh, and in a high tax bracket. Uh, the advisor can run those numbers, uh, again, just by copying over prior numbers and changing a few numbers, using that range calc button that I mentioned earlier to see what happens if we do X, Y, and Z, and, and what's the potential tax liability over the next few years for the client. All right, so we are running out of time. So I have a couple other questions I wanna ask. So does, it, does the, the software, uh, when it's doing its analytics, is it sort of like a Monte, a Monte Carlo simulation where it's running thousands of scenarios to come up with the optimization? How does it come up with those? How does it optimize the numbers in these different scenarios? Well, so as far as the observations that we're identifying in the tax report, what, what the software is doing is running that tax return that has been uploaded through a very, very robust tax return review checklist. So again, started with what Roger and I were doing in our respective firms, expanded out to our peers and beta testers of what they were doing in their firms. 
so, so those are more like algorithms that are identifying potential planning opportunities that advisors could do if they were trained in how to read a 1040 and had the time to do it. The software is doing that piece. As far as how we're doing the quantification of what's the ideal Roth conversion number or how much of a donor advised fund to contribute to those types of things. In essence, the, our, our, our range calc screen is calculating the tax liability at every $100 or $500 increment. So if you, so if you increase income by $500 through a Roth conversion, what's the tax liability? And it goes all the way up to three, it can go up to $250,000, $300,000 of increased income in that year. It can also go backwards too, though. So it can say, wow, what if I had $50,000 more of deductions this year? Uh, what would happen? How much lower could I make my, what bracket would I be in in that case? What would be my marginal rate in that case versus what it is today? So it allows the advisor to go both forward and backwards it, with that range calc screen to identify all those tax torpedoes that are hidden in our tax code that can really come up and bite an advisor or a client if they go too far in, in either direction. Great, thanks. That was really that was helpful to understand that. Would, does your optimizer give better results if the advisor uploads more prior years of tax returns or is it just the previous one is all you really need? The previous one is all you really need, but we do see that uh, advisors are uploading multiple years to be able to show trends uh, in our scenario analysis screen. So be able to show the client, this is what 2020 this looked like. This is what 2021 looked like. This is what I'm proposing we do for 2022 and 2023. So it gives you those multi-year trend analysis and seeing how things have changed, seeing how life's changed and how the, those those life changes have impacted a, a client's tax situation. So all you need to get started is, is one year's tax return. It doesn't even have to be, you know, the, the most current years. So we see advisors that are, you know, still occasionally getting started by uploading a 2019 return to do 2022 analysis, right? It, it at least, while there might've been a bunch of things that changed between 2019 and now, they can still upload the tax return to get started. It populates all the data for them provides the, the observations, the analytics uh, to, of what should be considered. And it gives them that starting point to now do 2022 analysis uh, without having to start by entering in 50 to 100 piece, pieces of data in, into a spreadsheet or a tax planning software. All right, final question. What's your biggest piece of advice for advisors who have an idea for software and want to start a software company? And you can't say don't do it. Well, what's your biggest piece of advice? Best advice. Well, I, yeah, I, I think it's great to get started with what you've been doing in your firm and business. Um, but I guess my, my biggest piece of advice and where I feel like part of led to our success and how we grew so quickly is we weren't afraid to put ourselves and our software out there to our peers and even some folks that we didn't know uh, to to get feedback and advice um, because you know th this this industry th this profession is very fragmented right hundreds of thousands of advisors represent hundreds of thousands of advisory firms it seems so 
lots of people have different ways to do things. So the more feedback you can get early on of how um, other people are doing things from a financial planning or tax plan or whatever it is, their, their jobs better, um, I think you're better suited to provide a, a software that then everybody is going to enjoy and appreciate versus maybe just how you did it in your firm. Hey, advisors, you've heard it here first. Now you know what the rest of the story when you're looking to start your own software company. So, all right, so um, we're out of time. Kevin, uh, tell everyone where they can find more information about Holistoplan. Holistoplan.com has, has uh, tutorials, videos of, of uh, how you can use the software. Um, it's quick button to start a seven day free trial. So everybody gets to start and you get to upload three returns for free and see what the software does. Uh, it's one of the things that we've been adamant about from the very beginning is giving advisors the opportunity to see it with actual, with their actual clients to see if it's a fit for, for how they uh, provide tax planning to clients. Uh, so real easy to get started, holistaplan.com, or if you have questions, info at holistaplan.com. We'll get you connected to one of our sales executives and you can do a one-on-one -on -one demo as well. Excellent, Kevin. Thanks so much for being on the program. Uh, thank you, Craig. I enjoyed it. Hey, it's Craig again. Here are my top three takeaways from this episode. Host Plan now has 3,000 client firms, including RIAs, broker-dealers, and insurance companies. That's some pretty fast growth since they won the XYPN FinTech competition back in 2019. Based on feedback from their ever-growing client base, Kevin and his team realized that advisors needed a bit more handholding in order to understand how to explain their software output to their clients. So they built out more educational content to help. And the software also provides a number of optimizers, including for Roth RIA conversions and charitable giving to identify a range of recommended values for advisors to review with their clients. And that's a wrap for this episode. But before you go, please head over to our website, EzraGroupLLC.com, and scroll to the bottom of the homepage and sign up for our newsletter. Each month, you'll receive an email chock full of wealth management goodness, including news, analysis, links, and more. You will not be disappointed. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you all again next time.